I was listening to we went into because yeah, yeah. What am I trying to say? Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm welcome. And I'm audio. Hi. <laughs> You're hi. Brett's hi. Brett's hi, everyone. <laughs> and this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the adhesive Ash, Ash Shipman. No, say it properly. What? Ash? No, fuck. Ashman Shipman. There you go. He was the original Pokemon trainer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, how are we? How is everyone? Al. Oh, fuck. I didn't do my notes. Yeah, oh, you fucking idiot. Um, uh, oh, it was Bank Holiday weekend. Yeah. I went to the tip four times. <laughs> uh, no, because uh, the dudes came with the the lathe, which was not a Manilatha. It was a, a large little John. Yes, it was a little John that was rather large. Um, and, yeah, so basically I had to clear pretty much half of the shack out to fit the lathe in. <laughs> so I took four chips to the tip with various amounts of scrap metal and wood, which I'm never going to use, and finally had the... Um, the guts to say goodbye to and admit that I'm never going to use it. Um, so yeah, it was nice, a lot of clearing out. Um, also, uh, just from the couple of pictures that you put up of the the lathe with the shack in the background, Mm. I must admit the shack is looking very organized. I mean, I am, I am, I am an organized person, yes, in general. Um, so that's why it looks like that. You are, but traditionally the shack is not. True. Um, yeah, that was that was the weekend. Was was a lot of clearing and a lot of shit. Um, what else? I don't know. That's why I asked you. Yeah, I feel like I've done a lot, but it's gone <laughs> weird. You know, when you have a bank holiday yeah. Monday off, throws all your timings off. Now it's yeah. Tuesday, but it's the first day back. Um, yeah. I've just been out with prepared for today. Uh, my neighbour today helping with the car because there's a lot of work to do on it. Um, but I mean, say I don't know if I remember when I said when we bought it, I'm insanely jealous because of all the Vitara I, I bought, this one is in the best condition. Yes. Um, although it doesn't have an MOT and it needs a lot of work, but it is absolutely solid underneath. Nothing structural really needs doing. Um, so we're just working our way point by point around the car. Fixed the engine, it was misfiring, sorted that tonight, sorted the brakes. Um, so it's kind of like on its way basically to yeah, a pretty good place, I think. Nice. And that's why I'm covered in oil. Yeah. It's a, a good look. Um Brett, what about you? What have you been up to? Well, not too terribly much as far as building or making goes, but um the odds and ends work that I'm trying to complete around the house just to make things feel more comfortable and maybe expand the space a little bit outside. I did find out another permit is needed for the little cover patio thing that I want to do. But for right now, I can still create just the the, the ground level part of the patio. And I told you guys that I was digging a bunch and shoveling and it was just so hot outside well come to find out that when the storms pass through that i've heard for three years that could cause a flash flood and then when they happen you go hey wasn't that 10 minutes of sprinkly rain kind of nice that's what i've been 
used to for three years now. What happened the other day was the only way that I can <laughs> I can give you a visual is do you remember the scene in Forrest Gump when they're out on the ocean and the storm hits and <laughs> Lieutenant Dan is screaming at the heavens from the top yes. of the crow's nest? That's what Mark, happened. Mark Wahlberg's like, oh, the ship. Yeah, yeah. And then um <laughs> and then <laughs> Jason Statham's like, it's a megalodon. <laughs> Fuck I just remember, looking, like, like every every thinking, boat like, wait, Armageddon movie. <laughs> every boat movie needs Deep to come There you go. A shark eats Tom Hanks. A brain. Um, yeah, that's what happened for thirty minutes. So it's kind of hard to uh, give you a sense of the gravity of things, but it was insanity. And because I had effectively scooped out a huge. 16 by 24 pool behind my house. <laughs> it just filled with actual running water. Like it was huge flooding water coming down the hill. And then it landed in the little pool that I made because all of the sand that I had pushed out of the way just found its way back into it. So like it undid a bunch of work. It was hailing. Uh, I got a little bit of water crept in through the back of the house, which I had to deal with. And I ran out of like every towel. I realized why my parents always had way more towels than they needed, just in case there was a, an issue where you needed to throw 50 towels on the ground. Um, and that took the better part of two days to just like get through, uh, clean everything up, dry everything out, and then get back out and start digging again, which is extremely demotivating. If, anybody's ever dealt with that before but it was just it was just the elements it was nature doing nature's thing but all the work that i had done for three or four days kind of got undone which was uh upsetting to have to redo it all yeah but as of today i do have a bunch of lumber cut up my plan is after the podcast i'm going to go out there and actually do the retaining wall which had i fucking finished it in the first place may not have had to deal with this issue. Yeah. So, yeah, after running a few errands over the last couple of days, I think I've got the stuff to do it. I should be able to throw it together myself. Um, slow and steady. And then at least that way, I know that if this happens again in the near future, it won't be a big deal. So not the most exciting of projects, but holy shit, I wish I could have had some type of video to show you guys what happened for a half hour of my <laughs> life it was i couldn't stop laughing so after I, the after the storm passed i couldn't stop just giggling and being like what Ridiculous. you know you know how like when we complain about the heat and you're just sat there going like ah, you don't even know about heat like yeah that's that's us with the rain at the moment we're like yeah we get rainstorms like that but they last for like three or four weeks at a time um not right one. now, because you're not even allowed to use your fucking hosepipe. No, we are mid-drought at the moment. It's fucking shite. Although, I, I don't think we've got a hosepipe ban at the moment. I hope no, we, we have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, what have I been up to? This week, uh, this last week, I have mostly been... <laughs> I've just got the guy from Fast Show in my head now. Um <laughs> uh what have i been doing this week this week um jimmy i uh i spent most of my week, working week over at the new workshop with 
Jimmy, and we've been building a wall, which it's only a stud wall. Shouldn't shouldn't take that long. Shouldn't be that much effort. But we had to attach it into the ceiling, and that guy is so distracting. And uh, and we had to kind of like because it was this horrible, shitty, rickety scaffolding tower. But because of the location of the beam, we had to kind of like lean off the side of the scaffold tower and drill up into this like quarter inch um again really distracting uh this like quarter inch steel beam um which was apparently made out of fucking adamantium or something because you're like leaning like this and doing that and it, it just took fucking forever to drill into it and then having to tap it as well so we can bolt into it um but yeah so that was horrible uh but it was really nice because it was just me and jimmy so we just had uh, a little bluetooth speaker going and we're just fucking around having a lot of fun um whilst we we're working which was it was nice it was a nice way to spend uh a week without joe um <laughs> nice <laughs> and uh and then yeah this weekend um was i actually had a four-day weekend because apparently there's not enough work for us to do uh, a whole week at the moment so we've we've been having the occasional friday off um which is less than ideal um but yeah so i had a really really fucking chilled uh friday and then went to a gig uh another gig because it's my friend's band is playing all the time and this is the first time he's played a gig that's been more than like three pounds to get in and uh and it was hilarious because it turned up and it was like i think it was like nine quid on the door or something like that and um and Alex was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I know it's a lot of money, but, you know, I, I'm so sorry. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, we're more than happy to pay to get live music. Like, not a single person has complained about the price. And it's £9. It's like, that's essentially the price pint of a pint most places at the moment. Um, so, yeah, uh, that was good fun. Got to catch up with a load of good friends and that there. Um, and then, yeah, three-day weekend was really productive saturday went and saw uh some family did some fun stuff and then sunday had just the fucking worst day for motivation i think i've ever experienced literally could not motivate myself to do a single thing i think i ate like three pieces of toast and <laughs> nice. i didn't i didn't actually have anything to drink other than a coffee until four in the afternoon uh, because I just couldn't make myself do anything. Um, so that was kind of a shitty day. Um, but then had a really good Monday, was really productive again, and back on it. So I don't know what the fuck it was. I think my my brain and body just went, nah, you just not 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 today. You're just gonna do this today. Um I know so yeah. I know I I know I can't remember what I did last week. Why not? Because I went to London twice. <laughs> so I obviously just blanked it from my memory. Why did you go twice? Uh, because it was cheaper than staying down. That's yeah, Ugh. that's ridiculous. But also, like, surely work are paying for it. Yeah, yeah. Why the fuck you just say to them like, no, I'm not going back up if I'm going back down the next day? Because it was cheaper than me staying down. Hark. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the other thing that I did, I had written down because uh, it was my sister's uh, or my some fucking, I don't even know what it was, some kind of amateur dramatics thing and it was their final, I think it was like a 
class or a course or a final grading or something i don't fucking know um but my niece and a bunch of her friends were involved and my sister was obviously involved as well because they had like the the show wrap-up party at her house which i ended up going to after the metal gig um so go hang out with a bunch of metalheads and then end up going back and singing and dancing to like 80s tunes with my sister and my 14 year old niece in her kitchen it was fucking glorious <laughs> i had such a good time um unfortunately though i can't actually remember any of the songs uh that we sang because they didn't stick with me oh right it's just it's just there uh which segues beautifully into this week's topic of uh of things that stuck with us stick with you stuck stuck on you stick with me Stuck Isn't that a really, really fairly brothers movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With Matt Damon. Really? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think it's am I right in saying that it does one of you guys want to do this? Because I have did the topic not stick with you, Steve? <laughs> <I'm quite laughs> I, t- I told you this is gonna be a bad one because my memory doesn't work and no, it's going to be a bad one for you, I think, Alan. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I still think we'll the just carry is... it as usual. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Al will carry everything. So, this is not like normal episodes where we, it's just an exercise in remembering movie quotes, right? <laughs> this is about things, sure? things which made an impression, Steve, and you've kept with you since that moment. So, it could have been someone gave you a really good bit of advice. It could have been someone hurt you, Steve, and you never let it go. It could be that you've got a little toy that you've had since you were a kid ah! or an aversion or to disgusting slug-based vegetables um whatever it is that sticks with you <laughs> is is that why is is there a backstory to the the aubergine yeah um so it was years ago i tried an aubergine <laughs> <laughs> and that's it well played yeah so the way that i was thinking about this was you can springboard off of the thing like or you can springboard off of the idea of movie quotes or pieces of music lyrics from music um but it's the idea that if you take that deeper into either some advice that you got which i have a couple examples that i i think i may have talked about way back in the day early on from my grandfather and then teachers that i had back in the day and other people that have imparted a bit of wisdom that i've really kept with me and it doesn't really have to do with uh, whether or not I remember verbatim what they told me or exactly what my experience was at that time. I can remember a general sense of when it happened or where it happened. The The fact that things like that stick with me years later and they cause me to make decisions in a certain way or they, they cause me to approach problem solving in a certain way. Like clearly those things made such an impact and such a mark that they're always in my uh in my rolodex right they're always in my head bouncing around even if i don't hear them all the time so yeah i have a an affinity for movies and i've watched so many of them it all kind of gets garbled up at a certain point but it's why i can pick out certain aspects of movies or tv shows or music like i said and looking back at them i love i love reminiscing this isn't the nostalgia talk that we were having it's it's like oh yeah i remember when i heard that the first time like it made a really big impact when i heard 
they did a little bit of a they did it differently in the movies but uh when gandalf says all we have to decide is what to do with the time that's given to us it's a really beautiful quote it's i don't think it's the most unique thing it's just, just like do enjoy your life while you're in it or or make the decisions while you're while you've got the time to do so um maybe not the most unique thing but i remember seeing that in the theaters and being like hey that makes a lot of sense <laughs> i should probably do better things with the time that i'm here because i spend a lot of it playing video games more than i should see i kind of like i love the the idea of like there's a um instagram maybe or twitter account where it's just quotes from unlikely places and it's yeah it's like that it, <laughs> nothing good ever come out of hole um oh sorry oh uh but yeah like i i do kind of love that whole thing because there was the oh, uh what is it um everything not saved will be lost that's the nintendo um like quit screen or whatever it is um and there's a yeah, bunch of others. hank green doing the hank green did the instagram thing where he's like what's your favorite quote from yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but there's there's a bunch of it going around and there's there's a bunch of those kind of things and i think that's like those kind of things tend to stick with me more than the the kind of the expected places like if someone's given me a lecture on fucking life coaching or something like that like it tends to go in one ear and out the other but if if it comes from somewhere unexpected that kind of like jolts me awake and and kind of lodges in my brain a, a bit better than um than something where i'm kind of expecting to hear those sorts of quotes if that makes sense mm -hmm. and yeah, and i think like for me like i i tend to um I don't quite know how to word it, uh, but like th those sorts of uh, lessons from weird places and unlikely unlikely sources tend to um, tend to stick with me a bit better. Like I I can I can't remember any of the advice any of my teachers gave me, but I can remember bits of random advice from drunk guys when I was working behind the bar or on the door <laughs> or whatever like that. But it's like it's this kind of like this drunken wisdom where they're just being completely honest and they're like i think this because of this and obviously as stated like there's gonna be a lot of this in this episode where i'm going this person that said that thing and i can't remember where it was but it was really impactful because my brain doesn't work like that <laughs> clearly um, and uh but yeah like i i don't know i just i just like those kind of um those unexpected uh things and, and ideas and i think like i always feel like if if you're learning life life lessons from someone that's trying to teach you life lessons like yeah. their goal is think, to teach you life lessons i think that's the takeaway yeah then it's it's generally like there's there's normally an agenda there or something and like i think it's better to just um you don't remember the expected yeah yeah <laughs> nice you said that in like well, three seconds even not 24 minutes yeah fuck you easy uh so Steve, on on that uh on that little platform you're standing on take away the quotes and things like that 
but why why do you have a a little truck that's been with you for however many years? Why hold on to something like that? Really uh, sentimental? Uh, mostly stubbornness. Um, because when I was a kid, so for context, uh, people that weren't here when we weren't recording, um, we were talking about the the shut, shut up. It makes sense. Um, we were talking about uh, shopping ideas earlier on, and this shopping came up, and I happened to mention the fact that I've still got a little orange truck, which I think I've actually talked about on here before. Um, but yeah, I've got this little orange toy truck that I've had since I was like four years old, I think. Um, and I loved that truck. And my mum kept trying to throw it out when I was younger. And apparently I would just go to the like the rubbish bag and just pull it out and be like, nope, I'm keeping this. Um, and ever since then, it's just kind of stuck with me more through stubbornness and like the tradition of like, I'm never going to let this go because then mum wins. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, so that's it. It's, so it's you've not kept really it out Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Uh, interesting. I thought there was going to be some very sweet, well, like, oh, it was a really meaningful moment. No, I'm just a dick. Hey, that tracks. That just explains yeah. more about who you are as a person. Now, as somebody who has moved around and you've told the stories of, of traveling and stuff like that and living in various places, are there any physical objects that you've kept for that long that you have something from when you were four years old? Because you strike me as, I Steve, I'm not saying that you're materialistic, but like Al, you just don't strike me as somebody who would hold on the, to something for that long. The, the only thing I've ever had long for a long time is this chain. My sister bought me it. I've probably mm. had it for 20 years. Just a silver chain. Like not, I don't even particularly like jewelry or wear jewelry, but <laughs> my sister just bought me randomly. It wasn't like I want you to buy me anything. It wasn't like a birthday present or anything. It was just a really strange, like Steve says, an unexpected event. Yeah. A lemony snicket and um, an unexpected journey. Yeah. A, a, a shit, shit film. Um, <laughs> well, but I like this. I, I like this even as a, as a lead in for everything. Yeah. It's like, what are the unexpected things? Maybe, maybe I, think, I think it was a cliche, like, oh, I've, kept, I've kept the teddy bear that I had since I was a little kid. It's like, that, I would have no connection to that thing because I don't have the same values I had when I was a kid. I don't remember yeah. those things. Like, it's yeah. Um, so I think the things that I keep, I mean, it, even back to what I've been up to this weekend, just a purge of things that I don't need from the past yeah. was really cathartic. Um, and I, th I think I think I much prefer the the irrelevant irreverent random memories of things mm. like oh i remember doing this one thing and th th there was this smell and then it ended <laughs> <laughs> that's the stuff that stays with me stuff that is probably meaningless to other people yeah making this section of the podcast really pointless to listen to <laughs> but, but it is what it's what sticks with me and, yeah. and i don't think it is those profound things or those like my 10th birthday when I got a horse. It's like, no, mm -hmm. it, it, it's the stupid little things that nobody would get unless you were there. It's like, you had to be there. Yeah. So you say that I was just, I was looking around. I to got see a horse for my 10th birthday. <laughs> I've never had a fucking horse. Uh, I was just looking around to see if there's anything like, that's a good example of that. Um, and I've got a, a corkboard here. That's got a few like random little bits on it. And there's, 
You're a uh, you fuck you. Over there, there's the Memories of Fools poster that I got with uh, Cara when I was in Berlin. Mm-hmm. But better than that, there's um, there's a just a little scrap of paper that uh, my friend was working in a clothes store and they were having a closing down sale. And she sent me a picture of a jacket and a couple of other bits and was like, these are all going super cheap. Do you want any, any of them? And I was like, oh, yes, I'll have this one, this one, and this one. And I'll come in on Saturday and, and pick them up. So she put them to one side and obviously needed to label it to say that, you know, these were for me. Um, so it's just a scrap of paper that just says Steve house is a douche. <laughs> and and that, that was what she used to label it. And that's stuck with me because that is, that sums up everything about mine and Stacey's relationship, uh, which is that we look after each other and we're nice to each other, but we're also complete dicks to one another. Um, and never miss an opportunity to call each other names or or anything like that. Um, but yeah, like I, in terms of like materialistic stuff, like there's there's a bunch of shit in my house. But uh, especially with the the last few uh, months where I've been talking at downsizing and stuff like that, like there's very very little here that I would really want to like that has much sentimental value. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it is just stuff. Um, and my kind of attitude to like, cause I know a lot of people are quite minimalist and they're like, Oh yeah, well you shouldn't clutter your house and room. And like, fuck that. If I've got room for stuff, I'm going to have stuff. Like I, I like stuff. Um, hey Al, do you want this, um, this sword from blade? You've got the fucking sword from blade. Know, Cause you've got lots of stuff that you don't yeah. want on me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember um, seeing that at Al's place and just going, why do you have a sword from blade? That's from Steve. Steve gave me it. Yeah. But the weird thing is, is my plumber gave me that anyway. So I, it's not like I ever paid for it. Um, but like, and I kind of like having a, a vast array of random shite because it means that people can be like, um, Steve, have you got one of these? Or would you know someone's got one of these? I'm like, yeah, I guess you do. Um, but yeah. So like, the things that stick with you are really just, they are acquired. And if they make it through the first purge, like they're going to stick but, around for a while. Well, no, I, that, that's kind of what I was saying like yeah i have a, a lot of stuff but none of it is is stuff that i'm keeping for any reason other than there's space for it at the moment um and i'm sure when i when i move next or when i sell this place or whatever like there's a lot of stuff that's going to go like i think like bar a few sentimental things like my granddad's old tools and like little post-its like that like there's not there's not really anything I particularly want to keep other than my bed because it's a really fucking nice bed. Although it needs a new mattress. So yeah. Um, but yeah, like I think like kind of Al said, like most of the stuff that's kind of sticks with me is, is memories. I think that's why I quite like photography and that's why I want to get more into good um, photography. And that's why I really enjoyed event photography. Um, Cause like there's a, there's a Facebook group for the music scene in this area between I think it's 98 and 2008. And it's just recently been revived. And um, everyone's posting loads of like photos in there that they took back then, obviously on like really shitty old (laughs) digital cameras. Um, But like those memories all come flooding back. And like those, those are the things that stick with me. Like that, that, um, that kind of, that feeling and that nostalgia and that uh and i hate to use the c word but that sense of community that we had back then because we're all fuck you 
uh, we were all into completely different types of music. I mean, there, there was a photo I put on Facebook uh, this week um, from the, the gig on Friday, and it was me and my friend Craig um, talking, and it was it was a very deep conversation. Craig has has had some serious troubles, and he is back in therapy and back um, getting help that he desperately needs. Um, but we like the photo that was taken is of both of us laughing and joking because we were talking, we were reminiscing, we were talking about the old times, we were having fun, and it, we were catching up. And it was a beautiful moment, and I'm really, really glad that um, that someone managed to capture it. But the the memory of of hanging out with Craig and and being with Craig is something that's going to stick with me, and yeah, that's that will be there forever. Um, so yeah, I think like thing things like that tend to stick with me, and I think anything that can trigger that memory, um, like a a photo or an object or a you know a ticket stub or whatever, mm. um. I think that's that's why I like to keep, keep material things is because they trigger good mm-hmm. um, good memories. Yeah, I mean, uh, like away from the kind of things that stick with you, objects. Mm. Um, we were in. So my my neighbour, whose whose husband passed away, he was kind of the the, the handyman, the maker, yeah. um, and he had a garage full of tools, and I mean full. Like it makes the hack shack look minimalist, <laughs> um, and she just can't go in there because it's too emotional for her. Yeah. Um, and I was like, "Oh, if you got a mallet or something, I can't remember what we we're doing." Um, and so I just went in this space, and it and the smell hit me, and it wasn't a smell of like oil or rags or the kind of typical kind of workshoppy smell. It was a smell of a attic in a, a french chalet in the alps when i was like five years old yeah um so it must have been like the the wood or the hot wood or something some yeah. sort of smell and 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 it just took me straight back there and i mean chemically it's the smell i remember but obviously it's not the smell that i remember it's the nice time or yeah. um camille the beautiful french girl who was obviously 10 years too old for me, but I was still in the winter. <laughs> um, but it was, that has stuck with me, that smell. Yeah. For whatever reason, it stuck with me. And I hadn't smelt it until 30 years later. And instantly it transported me straight back there. It was that, it was that um, Ratatouille moment. I was just straight gone back. Yeah. So that's, mm-hmm. that stuck with me. And it was, it was a collection of things. It was the timing. It was the, the place. You know, it brought visuals with it as well, so I can I can see the mountains, I can see the grass, I can see you know the wood, like the br- dark brown stain of this wood. Um, so these things that stick with you, and like you say, might be meaningless and might not be very deep, but they 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 carry a lot with me. And now I go in that garage now, and I feel safe, and I feel happy, and I feel like I want to be there. And it, it it links these two memories together, so it's like creating these like connections with these synapses. I'm I'm, I'm going like, oh fuck, this is a nice place, and this is a nice place because that smells yeah. the same. So it's mm-hmm. stuck with me, but it's 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 got a it's got like a new lease of life now, which I think is really cool. It's not just yeah. nostalgia. Yeah. So on that, like, are there like do you ever find that there's places that trigger memories? Because um. 
there's two examples um one of them is one that i think we can all share one of them is really weird and it's probably just me um but the the weird one that's probably just me is like there's there's certain uh service stations that genuinely trigger me i was gonna say you mean like service station yeah (laughs) and i yeah i'm not talking about just um gloucester services but like i was at uh telford services uh a couple weeks ago and um and i remember seeing the giant power hammer there and that instantly triggered a memory to a time that i've gone up to a vw car show with um a few friends in their vw so we traveled up like in com or on com in convoy in convoy yeah in a convoy uh of a bunch of different like classic vws and it was fucking great and it brought back all those really nice memories and it was like i felt really nostalgic for it um and it was literally just from um from seeing a service station that i haven't been in since that that time um but like that again that kind of that nostalgic memory stuck with me um and it's the other the, one it's the na- it, i don't know what it is but it's the names that do it for me for service stations yeah so i won't remember the building or what happened at the service station unless it's yeah. Boston or whatever but i remember watford gap yeah <laughs> i think because it was just like a weird name when you're a kid yeah. and my, uh michael wood service stations which is the one <laughs> that i always used to stop on on the way back from birmingham when i lived uh in Walsall. um but obviously that's since you been fuck off uh that's since been uh taken over by gloucester because it's only like another 10 minutes down the road and you're at gloucester services and why would you stop at michael wood when you can stop at gloucester um but yeah the other one that i was going to say is the tip shelf <laughs> <laughs> yes uh i could be looking up Toddington. what's the one up north that's fucking anyway uh the lobby at the hilton hotel in uh near the nec like that lobby just like anytime i think about make essential that's the thing that sticks with me it's not the uh all of the stands and everything like that it's it's hanging out with like you guys with jimmy with everyone that's listening to this that goes along to the event it's it's being there and like it's it's weird how like thinking of make essential makes me think of the lobby at a shitty chain hotel <laughs> but it's and, and the same thing, like if I, I'm sure if I was to go into another large Hilton hotel that had a similar sort of layout, I'd be like, this feels oddly familiar. And those memories would start coming back. But that might just be the way that my memory works. My brain works with memory. <laughs> Are there things that you specifically uh, latched onto or keep with you that are... I'm not going to use Steve's little truck as an example because he's kept it out of spite. But are there things that you've held on to, uh, quote, experience, anything that are, I mean, could be perceived as negative, but you hold on to them because they're important enough to do so? I think definitely twinned with Steve's stubborn answer from earlier. Um, Probably things that wouldn't even necessarily be how they were so like 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 things that you don't like to eat or songs that you don't like but for some reason they stick with you and you still think that you don't like them yeah <laughs> you might love them but like my brother doesn't eat gravy what Ex- exactly but only because it was forced upon him on a regular basis by our parents yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And so now he just won't eat it just to prove a point. I suppose loads of people <laughs> like that with sprouts. Like they had shit like brown sprouts. Yeah. yeah. And have never tasted delicious, nice sprouts. Exactly. Um, so I think I think from that from that aspect, there's there's things that stick with me in a negative way, which mm. I could I could very easily just get over myself mm. and, and and deal with it. But it's like, nope. I, I think I'm I'm halfway through my life now. There's no point in me changing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I think there's without going too deep into it, like there's there's a bunch of negative baggage that that we all kind of hold on to and like that's something that i've i've been trying to do over the last few years is hold on to like, negative baggage yeah yeah re- like really tightly hold on to you're such a prick uh, you know when your fingers go white because you because you yeah it <laughs> yeah um but yeah like like I've, I've been making a conscious effort to kind of like if i find myself going like oh, i don't like that person because of that thing they did 10 years ago stopping and going like all right, that pissed me off at the time, but really, if someone did it to me now, would I even notice? Let alone give a shit. And also, it was ten fucking years ago. Why? Why? Why do I even care about that? And um, this goes back to the, what we said in one of the podcasts that came out in the last couple of days. Um, but like the whole thing of uh, having conversations with yourself and in, in your head, like the amount of times I fucking reprimand myself in my head because I'm like, you're being a dickhead. What are you? Why are you even? upset about that and then realizing that actually like yeah it really doesn't matter or better yet looking back at it and going like actually you know what with a bit of bit more perspective and a bit more experience like i'm able to look back at it and understand why they did the thing that they did even if it was something fucking horrible like being able to look back at it and go like all right yeah it was a sh- it was still a shitty thing to do but i kind of understand their reasoning for why and knowing that um like it's very cathartic and it, it's quite releasing and it means that you're not holding on to that horrible shitty like because that negative stuff is that that weighs so much more than positive stuff like positive stuff is like a helium balloon that's pulling you along negative stuff is like a big ass fucking rock on your back that's dragging you back all the time yeah and and like thank you for asking that question brett because it's it's i've never really been able to properly think about it or put it to rest mm. but there used to be a lot of things that stuck with me yeah and i felt bad about them all the time or guilty or embarrassed or ashamed or like yeah. worried or stressed and i used to hear people say like this too shall pass and the way that phrase is wor- that phrase is worded makes it sound wanky Hmm. and kind of like they try to be poetic you mm-hmm. know just to the way the, the sentence is structured um and i never really understood it and i never really believed or appreciated that I'd, i would just get over stuff yeah and then i was able to link it to smoking weed in amsterdam right <laughs> because every time i used to smoke weed in amsterdam it's stronger than any weed you've ever smoked anywhere right and it's yeah. fucking lethal um and I'd always get super stressed about how fucked I was. Yeah. Until about 12 minutes later when it'd wear off. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I'd be like, oh, yeah, it wears off. And I'm fine. But in the moment, <laughs> I used to just think, this is horrible and I'm going to yeah. die and nothing's yeah. never going to get any better. And I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to cope. Until I remembered 
and I forced myself to remember that this too will pass, mm -hmm. this too shall pass, yes. and then it translated to everything. And I'm not saying I had some sort of fucking life-changing revelation because of marijuana. That's you're missing the point. Um, I link the two things together and realize yeah. that this too shall pass is a fucking mantra to live your life by. Oh fuck because yeah! Because every time I get embarrassed by something, and it happens now, you do something you're like, oh god, I wish I didn't do that, and you just want the world to swallow you up. It happens it, weekly. It, yeah, it happens weekly. But you forgot about the, the what happened last time. Yeah, of course you have. And if you can remind yourself that. Don't worry about it, because mm. in a few days or in a few hours, you'll forget about this. Yeah. And you'll do the next thing oh. that'll embarrass you and make you cringe, and <laughs> you wish you'd regretted and you'd done differently. But the thing before it is completely gone now. Yeah. So it does pass. So you don't need to carry that. The, 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 the negative things don't need to stick with you. Um, they only stick with you if you want them to. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where um who cares what you did as a kid that yeah. embarrassed yourself no one gives a fuck and this is the thing is though those are the things that stick with you as a person like so i i constantly remind myself of like fucking just embarrassing dumb shit that i've done in my life like and i fist I'll bite be, yeah yeah I'll, I'll be in bed and i'll be just about to drift off to sleep and then all of a sudden bang that memory comes into my head and that's it I'm not going to sleep tonight because all I'm going to do is worry about God. I can't believe I was such a twat. Literally, no one else in the world is ever going to even remember it, let alone like think of it randomly at dick o'clock in the morning. Like it's and it, like having to remind myself of that constantly is frustrating. But it's one of the only ways I can kind of get past it. And like all I do is I try to like I think of a random friend. I'm like right. What dumb, embarrassing shit have they done? <sighs> and unless it's like some epic story that we all remember and we all laugh about and they're secretly kind of proud of, like, I can't think of any. I can't think of the time that they farted and it smelt really bad and everyone knew it was them or whatever. Proud of. Well, yeah, exactly. I remember that. <laughs> but, you know, like, you know, I, I, I can't remember those, those little embarrassing things that we all worry and panic about, mm. about other people. Um, and I think maybe, maybe that's because the things that stick with us are more down to our own personal experience and, and heightened emotions. And that's why they stick with us because we're feeling that embarrassment and it kicks in and it's the whole fucking psychology, psychology to that. Um, but yeah, I think like, like you say, like it, it's far too easy to, um, to remember that shit and to, to worry about it. And like I say, like remembering that that's. It's only going to be you that remembers it. I think is a yeah is a really good way of kind of saying like yeah, fuck it this this too shall pass and and carrying on and kind of getting over yourself a little bit. Asterisk, unless we're talking about some serious trauma from your past and you may need to go oh, and fuck, yeah, yeah. professional help about yeah yeah <laughs> don't ignore something that may be damaging. <laughs> yeah, we're talking I, about the time that we said that thing that was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm talking about that time I made a joke and nobody laughed and was like, oh, this wasn't that funny. Was yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It, it like, hey, words. I don't know where I was going with that. I've, I've, I've forgotten. You were about to segue into spiffing because it's about that time. Wait, is it? Because I can't remember what time we started. Um, and yeah, that, again, like that, it just didn't stick with me. And 
if if it had stuck with me, then I would have had a better sex. Fucking hell! Like I wish that because these are these are the ones that that I remember. These are the ones that stick with me. Is these fucking awful segues? The really good ones. I don't remember that ever doing a good one. I know there has been some, but I don't remember them. I just remember the it's shit. When you see one. me and Brett going, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's when, that's when it's a good one. That was. Um, a that was a smegway, not a segway. Yay! Okay, in which case, Al, have you got an order? Yeah, it's spa. Spa, which means uh, I'm going first, which is unfortunate because I've not quite gone through all these right, questions. Yeah, I know, I, I can see that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think this is actually technically a, a re-spiff. Um, we've definitely talked about this person on the podcast before. Um, but I am going to spiff uh, Sir Terry Pratchett. Um, just because I have... I've, I've definitely talked about the, the books before um, and the audiobooks and the new audiobooks that are coming out, which, I, if I'm entirely honest, not a huge fan of so far like the witches ones i prefer the witches ones to the old witches ones but uh, it's just, i don't i don't think peter saravanovich is as good as death as uh the other guy whose name i've forgotten was uh but anyway um yeah the so the reason being is we we're talking about like quotes that stick with us and stuff like that and i think like if there's a single person or author that just has a an unfair amount of like really good quotes, then it's Terry Pratchett. And this is, a, again, this is one of the reasons why I wish that my brain worked in a way where I could actually remember quotes and not just like ideas. Um, because there are so many good quotes in, the, in every single one of his books as well. Like it's not just like he had 50 books and there's like a handful of quotes. Like, each book has a shitload of quotes. It's just like, that's fucking genius. You just have a really, really good way with words and some beautiful ideas. Like the one that I've highlighted on this list of, of random quotes by him is, uh, fantasy is an exercise bicycle for the mind. It may not take you anywhere, but it tones up the muscles that can, which I think is just a fucking, it's such a lush way of putting it. Um, and yeah, like, I, I love Pratchett and either go and read some of his books or listen to the audiobooks or th th those are the only two options actually. You could just go do one of them. Um, do you mean Neil from The Young Ones or do you mean yes. Tony Robinson? Nigel Planer. That's Nigel it. Planer. Thank you. Yeah, Nigel Planer uh, did the audiobooks that are on Audible at the moment. There's two lots yes. on Audible. There's the new ones and then there's the, um, the Nigel Planer ones. ones yeah which were then taken over by, well, at least the Night Watch ones were taken over by Stephen Briggs, um, who I really didn't like at first, but I actually quite like now. Um, but yeah, Nigel Planer's death is spot on and it is forever how I will envisage death's voice, uh, either that or uh, Christopher Lee. Um, but yeah, uh, Terry Pratchett, fucking spiffing. <laughs> Uh, what was the order? Sabs. Sabs? No, uh, Spa. Which means, Brett, you are next. Aye. So, 
I recently acquired a grill, and I think I was telling you guys about it in the pre-show this time and last time. Uh, actually, it took a lot more work to find somebody who posted a thing and actually sold me the thing. Regardless, what I've been doing since receiving said grill is really getting back into recipes I want to try, getting back into the idea of cooking good food for myself. And I am reminded what it means to have good cooking utensils and not necessarily all the equipment to do fancy, fancy things, but I've been using the shit out of my beautiful, beautiful knife sent to me by Steve Pellegrino. And I know we have talked about him before, and I am looking forward to seeing him again in the very near future at Maker Camp. But Steve is a genuinely good guy. He makes absolutely beautiful products. And it was a massive surprise when this thing showed up like a year or two ago uh, when I was out here. And I've been using it since. And it's just, it's like looking at this beautiful piece of craftsmanship, utilizing it knowing that I have a good tool to do all these things. And then I take really good care of it because I don't want it to rust or go bad or anything. And it's just, I feel like everything in that is this, like, I'm going to keep, I'm going to hold on to this for as long as I can. It's also creating experiences for myself. I'm learning by using the tool and everything. So Steve is not only giving me a beautiful thing, but also giving, giving me a reason to, you know, try new things, do better things, make other beautiful things for myself to eat and hopefully other people. Yeah. Nice. So Steve, just throwing it on Steve. Nice. Yeah. And well done on the delicious sodas as well. Um, so it's, um he's making a Pellegrino joke. I get it. Fuck it's me. Super funny. Good job. Um, yeah, I must admit, like I obviously have, uh, a knife by Steve as well, and it is fucking gorgeous. And I, yes, very much enjoy using it. Uh, although I don't use it as much as I should, because it's like because I'm a fucking idiot, and I'm like, this is such a nice knife. I'm only going to use it for special occasions. I'm like, what? I I don't understand how my brain works. But you I, use it as often or as little as you want, Steve. I will. Thanks, Al. What about you? What what is spiffing in this is Al's purely world? coincidental? Is um, it? But it's both French and aroma themed, um, and it's a YouTube channel called Smells Like Gasoline, and it is a French mechanic uh, who just restores old cars, and it's perfect. Is it red? It's, it's red, basically. Yes, yeah. He no, because red would only restore French cars. <laughs> this true. man restores any cars. Um, he just did a, a like an Audi two hundred, like nineteen ninety Audi two hundred, beautiful car. Um, he just brought bar, like barn well. find, barn find restored. But the whole video, forty minute video, from barn to basically concourse paint yeah. job. No voiceover. No like and subscribe bollocks just yeah. here's what i'm doing here's a, and even the bits that aren't it's all in french so even the bits that aren't narrated he's gone to yeah. the effort of annotating so it even it still pops up with subtitles even when nice. he's not speaking yeah um 
and there's some beautiful cars on there. I'm, he's, I'm just watching. He's doing a, a, a V12 Aston Martin DB7 Vantage. Nice. Um, just lovely cars. Really rusty shit boxes that are never going to see the light of day until he comes yeah. along and wakens them from their slumber. Smells like gasoline, and it certainly does. And it's just like he's he's just in a really rustic rural French countryside fixing up cars in his garage. Yeah, I I sorry I I've just been looking down through his uh, things and hovering over the videos so I can see like little snippets of it. There's some really fucking cool cars on there. That yeah, that looks ace. Danger. Uh, sorry, I'm getting distracted by his thumbnails. Um, he may yeah. have also bought a Peugeot six hundred five. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Um, good shout, man. Uh, I would love to say that I'm going to sit down and watch a load of those, but I already have a massive backlog of other things that you've uh, recommended that I still haven't watched. So I'll add it to the list and get to it in sometime in the, list. the 2030s. Um, yeah. Uh, is there any other business from either of you? No? No. I was thinking about it. No, definitely. No. Okay. Um, in which case, uh, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metaworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade Thirteen, and you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Al's Callback. Hey. Uh, and if you find us as a group, we are FTBT Podcast or Full Tools in all the places. Uh, we did have an email. But it was just kept, it. I've closed the thing. It it was basically just Caro asking for Murph to be on the podcast. Uh, out. Because hang on, right? We'll fill the time while I open the browser up again. That means talk, not just sit there staring blankly. I, I, you you created I keep, this monster. I just keep talking then whilst I open this and there. Okay. Uh, it literally says, "Can we get Murph on? I want to hear his vacation plans once Steve is out of the country." Uh, so now that, that's, that's definitely not Murph. That's a cat. There's a very big difference there. Um, unfortunately, Murph is asleep. Uh, I think on the bed, and I think knowing Murph probably on my pillow. Um, so not this week. I will see if I can get a little sound bite from him. Even just like like lapping up of water. Yeah. Classic Murph sounds. Hey. He does. He's very good at that. He, normally, he does that. Eddie Murphy, Axel Foley. Ooh, something in there. I don't know. Yeah, I can't click into it. Um, but yeah, no. He normally has a, the big drink uh, during the recording of the podcast, so you can normally hear him in the background just lapping away. Um, but yeah, uh, that, so yeah, if you want, if you want to get in touch with us via email, we are uh, available at hello at fwtpodcast.com. Um, so feel free to chuck an email in there and I will read it and then screenshot it and send it to the guys. Otherwise I forget about it because I'm useless. Um, but yeah, so until next week, uh, go out and remember stuff. <laughs> remember. <laughs> oh, it's so, I was, I was about to say it's so nearly November, but it, it's, it's not. It is. Yet. It'll come it's, around. Yeah. It's, it's going to be there soon. Um, but yeah, have a fucking wonderful week. Uh, we love you all, and we shall see you soon. Goodbye. Bye! Bye. 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 Bye.